Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking end zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for part one of the mega July 4th weekend mailbag. And for that, we bring in a mega guest, my friend who's the co-founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Nick, what's up, brother? What's up, man? Two times in the same week. I feel honored. <laughs> well, it's July 4th, man. We got to pull out all the stops. You're actually going to be <laughs> on four times in a row now because we've got this mega mailbag going on, and this is part one. We're going to be doing this from Friday to Monday in honor of the 4th of July. So hang out on the beach or barbecue or whatever it is you're doing with your friends and family and give us a listen while you're doing it, especially if you're friends and family or Jets fans. We'll start off the mailbag with a very July 4th specific question from Joe Buradelli. He asks, ketchup, mustard, or both on your 4th of July hot dogs? I'm a ketchup-only guy. I know that a lot of people think that that's bad, that you put ketchup on hot dogs and it's mustard, and if you put ketchup on, you're crazy. I'm not a big mustard guy. I'm always ketchup, so ketchup on my hot dogs. Although I will say that I do know people that use both, and they swear by it. Yeah, I was going to say all of the above. Uh, I do no problem with ketchup plain, no problem with the yellow mustard plain, and no problem with both. Um, I guess I would lean pro- – I probably had more with just ketchup, but I guess you know over the past few years or so, I'm, I've turned in, into more of a mustard cu- guy, so – 
uh, I would do so. My my ideal hot dog would probably be uh, sauerkraut, those onions, the like radish onions, I guess they're called, um, and yellow mustard. Next question comes in from Michael Palace. He says two questions. The first one. You always refer to Joe Douglas as Bam Bam, as in Bam Bam Bigelow, the late great pro wrestler. Which wrestlers in your time of watching would you compare to the Jets' main coaches? I assume he means Robert Sala and the two coordinators, Michael LaFleur and Jeff Ulbrich. And then the second question is, would the Jets have gone to the Super Bowl in the 1982 season if the Dolphins didn't cheat in the AFC Championship game? And when he says cheat, what he means is that they let the field get soaked instead of putting the tarp on the field, and therefore they took away the Jets' two best advantages, which was Wesley Walker's speed down the field and Freeman McNeil's ability to cut and with a muddy field, it really neutralized those two things, and the Dolphins were able to win that game fairly easily. So let's start with the first part of this question. Who would I compare these guys to? And I'm just going to do this off the top of my head. I would say that Robert Sala is sort of like Bill Goldberg because he's got that big, bald head. He's muscular. He's intense. And you can see that he can really kick some butt if he needs to. So that would be my comparison there. I'm going to go with Billy Kidman as my comparison for Mike LaFleur, just that young-looking baby face, sort of energetic and up-and-comer. I like that one. And then as far as Jeff Ulbrich, I'm going to compare him to Bill DeMott, who was Hugh Morris in WCW, and he was a trainer for WWE. Just sort of that old-school, intense guy, gruff-looking. He's somebody that's been around for a million years and knows every aspect of the game. So that's what I would say if I were comparing. Just off the top of my head, I'd go Bill Goldberg for Robert Sala, Billy Kidman for Mike LaFleur, and for Jeff Ulbrich, I would go with Bill DeMott, who is Hugh Morris in WCW. As far as the second part of that, yes, absolutely. I think the Jets would have gone to the Super Bowl in the 82 season if Don Shula hadn't let the field get super muddy instead of covering it with the tarp. Everybody knows that Freeman McNeil was pretty much unstoppable that season, and Wesley Walker was unguardable one-on-one. They couldn't handle him. So I think if it hadn't been muddy, Wesley Walker would have gotten open for some touchdowns. Freeman McNeil would have absolutely destroyed the Miami Dolphins' defense. The Jets would have gone to the Super Bowl. But now we just look back on it and curse out Don Shula Rest in peace, Don Shula. I'm not trying to spit on your memory or anything like that, but we all know what you did, and you knew what you did, so no problem. It was a little bit of gamesmanship, old-school stuff that Shula engaged in. If we're being honest about it, if the Jets were in the reverse situation, we'd have wanted them to do the exact same thing to neutralize the other team's strengths. So, Nick, I know you're not a big wrestling fan, but if there's anybody that comes to mind as far as who you'd compare to these coaches, and then, of course, the second part of the question, which I I just answered, would the Jets have gone to the Super Bowl if the Dolphins hadn't, I don't want to say cheated because it's technically not cheating, but if they hadn't taken those liberties and made sure that the field was very muddy <laughs> the day of the game? Yeah, I'm not the biggest wrestling guy. I mean, I haven't watched it in over like 15 years, so my, my knowledge of the wrestling kind of ends with like The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and you know Triple H, and when it was a WWF. Um, Kind of the first Sala, I think the Goldberg is one is, is good because of the bald head. That's like the first <laughs> thing I think of, um, you know, and the, and the, you know, build not, no, Goldberg was more, you know, solid, I guess you could say than Sala Sal is. Um, the LaFleur one is interesting because you think of like kind of a little skinnier, uh, younger, 
Um, so like Shawn Michaels comes into mind, even though he's, he has the longer hair and whatnot, but he's got like the younger look, the skinnier look. So, and I like Shawn Michaels back in the day. Um, as for Ulbrich, Ulbrich kind of himself is like a wrestling, you know, like a wrestling athlete already. You know, like you mentioned, like this, the scruff, the, the, the beard, he's just kind of, you know, grungy looking. So like he could be his, his own self. I feel like if you put him in, in WWF, he would kind of just fit as himself already. Um, as for like the, the dolphin jet, uh, situation, I mean, I wasn't alive during then, but obviously, you know, reading into it, looking into it, watching it, um, it was, you know, the, the use of home field advantage, which yeah, it probably kind of goes and cuts into like the gamesmanship of, you know, sports, but Hey, I mean, you know, that team, like you mentioned with Freeman McNeil, Wesley Walker, like doing all you can within the rules to, to, to win a game, you know, it's very Belichickian. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, as, as someone who was on the short side of it, it sucks. And, you know, you hold, you know, you hold like a grudge against Shula and the Dolphins for doing that. But, um, Hey, I mean, like you said, if, if, if the shoe was on the other foot, we'd be all for it. Right. And, you know, you think that team ha- had a chance to, to move on. It's almost like in, in with 98, like you felt like the hardest game was the game you ended up losing. And if you got to the, the ultimate, you know, Super Bowl against the Falcons that year, you had a, you felt like you had a great chance. So yeah, it's probably one of those years we'll always look back on like, man, that could have been the year. Um, and unfortunately we have a few of those, uh, even with, you know, that year against the Steelers in the championship game in 2011, you know, the 2010 season, but the 2011 year, um, you know, you felt like that team was, was really good and it might've been the best team. So hopefully one day we don't have to talk about the what ifs and we could actually be on the uh, plus side of these, but um, I would probably, and it's such a, a palace question too, the two like complete <laughs> opposite spectrums of, of a conversation. So it's funny that, that he brings those up, but um, I, I think they could have definitely won the Super Bowl that year. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Sean Stalker. He says, and I guess this is really more for me, although Nick, you're welcome to weigh in on this too. He <laughs> says, trying to stay PG, so I will say F Mary Kill. I won't say the full word. Favorite New York pizza place, Wegmans and Fuddruckers. So I have to bleep one, marry one, and kill one. And he also puts this caveat in here. Wegmans is limited to the prepared food section. Good caveat, because otherwise I would have picked Wegmans because there's so much there. Obviously, you're going to pick Wegmans over the others. So let me see. How would I do this? Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I would marry the prepared food section at Wegmans because it's just amazing and you can't beat it. And plus also then you're in Wegmans. And so even though you're limited to the prepared food section, you're still in the vicinity of all the other great food and you can go get some later. As far as F, I guess I would say Fuddruckers and then Kill, probably my favorite New York pizza place. And this is the reasoning. As much as I love my favorite New York pizza place, there's so many good ones that if I kill that one, there's a billion others. But if I kill Fuds or Wegmans, then I've killed Fuds and Wegmans and there's no others. So that's how I would do it. It's a tough choice, but I would say Fuds gets the F. The Mary is the prepared food section at Wegmans and the kills my favorite New York pizza place only because there's so many great ones that I could still go to. I like I like the thoughtfulness of the New York your favorite New York pizza place because <laughs> the easy answer on the surface would be the your favorite New York pizza place. I've I've never been to Fuddruckers. Um I'm a Westchester guy, so I would have rode in uh Stu Leonard's because it's mm. it's a better version of Wegman's. <laughs> um <clears throat> so if I were to have to do so I'll I'll change the question for me since I've never been to FUD. So mm. um I would kill Wegmans because I couldn't, you know, if I have Sue Leonard's, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would marry Stu's because almost, you know, cause you have the, the, al- the alternative of anything there and the prepared foods. And so you have, you know, you can get the best of, of all worlds there. Um, F the pizza place because Johnny's in Mount Vernon, I couldn't not have, and you know, you're effing it. You're not marrying it. So you have to deal with it on a daily. So it's, it's better when you spread out like getting there, you know, so it's almost like when you're effing the same thing over and over again, it kind of gets, <laughs> you know, gets, gets boring. But if you get to do it once every two, three months, you know, you keep, keep it alive a little. So it spices things up. So um, Johnny's in Mount Vernon is, is the best pizza in New York, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> so then I would, like I said, I would kill off uh, Wegmans because Wegmans is solid, um, but it's, I could do without it. Like if you told me Wegmans was closing, I would say, oh, that sucks. But like, oh, well, I still have like stews and other places. So that's a funny question. You get some funny ones in here, man. (laughs) What I took away from that answer, Nick, is that apparently you and I are going to have to meet at Johnny's in Mount Vernon one of these days. Anytime, man. Been going there for like 25 years. It's the best around. I'm not even joking. I'm going to text you as soon as we're done answering these questions. Yeah, let's let's do it. 
I'm always down. Next question comes in from JP Waxer. He says, now that we've all had red matter pumped into our veins with Flight 2022, does it change your outlook or confidence level for the projected season final record? No, not really. I think they're going to be around what I suspected, which is five or six wins, maybe seven if everything breaks right. But what it did do is make me more confident in this group as far as the long-term vision and plan because you saw what went into everything that they did, how they attacked the offseason, free agency, especially the draft. They appear to really have their crap together. First time I've thought that about a regime in a while here with the Jets. So it made me feel much more confident about the long-term direction. But as far as this season, it didn't really sway me that much. Yeah, I think that's perfectly said. And, and I think it furthered my belief that Joe Douglas is absolutely the right guy. And I think he builds a team of really good people. Like um, what it did was, you know, and, and you, you had an idea of how involved Rex Hogan is, but man, they, they featured him a lot. Um, him and Chad Alexander, which we were all excited about when he, when he, you know, remember back when they hired him, when he was putting his front office staff together, like you were excited about Hogan and Alexander, two more guys with like good experience, good relationships in the league. Um, so it was cool to see them. Like that was my favorite part about it. And then what it did was it didn't do much for me in terms of like selling me on Sala or Wilson and shouldn't have to, it's a, it's entertainment value, right? Like, you know, it's just a really cool, like inside look mm -hmm. on, you know, for the fans. Like, and, and I, I would love to just see all of the, if they did, if they cut everything else out, except for the war room scenes, I would, I would watch it the hell out of it. You're like, I love that. Can't get enough of that. Um, what, what who I thought kind of besides for Douglas, I loved LaFleur in that. It just brought it brought a lot of confidence for me and Mike LaFleur and, and his projection. And it made me a little like almost like, man, I kind of wish he was the head coach so we don't lose this guy, <laughs> you know, because I, I think he's going to be. And, and we, you know, I touched on this last week when we when we talked uh um about like the the, the realistic, you know, projections of this team. Like, I think LaFleur is going to be awesome, and I think it's going to lead to him getting a head coaching job. So it's while it's great to see him on there and you, you feel really good about him this year, it's almost like, well, damn, he, is he going to leave us after this? But, I mean, hey, take take it one year at a time. Um, so it, de it definitely did give you a little bit of excitement about a few of those guys, but um, nothing that I'm going to say, like, all right, well, I was at, like, six, seven wins, but – Man, it's like 2022, like made me think this is a 10 win team. I don't put too much stock into that. I just don't want the Jets to have to lose Mike LaFleur's culinary skills. It seems like he's really good at cooking Cajun <laughs> food, and they're going to need that around. I want to see that cooking with the coach show that Robert Sala's been talking about. Maybe we can get that going on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Nick, you know some people. Let's see if we can get that cooking show. <laughs> I will say, though, he. Watching it, I was like, "Wait, where's the skin on the salmon? Like that's <laughs> that's where all the best parts of it come." I think he's maybe the kids didn't like, and I understand having a two year old, you gotta make some sacrifices with with what you cook or how you cook. Can't be too spicy. Can't have certain things. So I understand if it was a um, it was a Lafleur kid decision. Uh, hopefully, it wasn't a Mike Lafleur decision because then that would knock him down a peg in my book. Next question comes in from Peter J. Dillard. He says, who is your favorite Jet and why? Ooh, this is a tough one. I don't know that I have one favorite Jet. I have a lot of guys that probably are tied for favorite. Mm. I'll just go through a couple of them that I really, really liked. I love Lavernius Coles. 
all heart and such a good player. And the story about how he got kicked out of Florida State. He basically took the fall for Peter Warwick and ended up having a much better career. He got screwed so bad in that whole situation if you go back and look at it. And he did really well for the Jets. Plus, the Jets got him in the third round. What a steal that turned out to be. Who doesn't love Jericho Cotri, another receiver? We all love him. Kenny O'Brien, part of that is because I met Kenny twice when I was a little kid. And he was really nice to me. Larger than life, too. Big guy. I think he was 6'4", 6'5". He's sort of fallen off the radar. He doesn't do a lot of Jets stuff. Every once in a blue moon, he'll pop in for a golf tournament or show up at MetLife. But not a lot. So I've always liked him a lot. Wesley Walker, I'm biased here because I know Wesley a little bit. So he's another one that I've always thought a lot of as a Jet. And Curtis Martin, if you're a Jets fan, who doesn't love Curtis Martin? Kevin Mawise, another one from those years and the 80s, man, those fun 80s teams. Joe Klecko, if you're a longtime Jets fan, who doesn't love Joe Klecko? Joe Namath, of course. So many guys to choose from. So I would put all of them in there. I guess if you pushed me, I would probably say Curtis Martin, but it's not like any one of them stands out far above the rest. I just really like a lot of those guys because they represent a lot of fun memories for me. Yeah, and you left out you left out one big one and one kind of big one. You left out Corbett. Of course, um, of course. I mean, he's a talk about like an like there, there's not a better figure for like a Jet than him, like a Jersey guy. You know, swept under the rug. Nobody cared about him, and he came and turned into an awesome player for this team. So, um, Corbett for me, I love Vinny, um, mm-hmm. mostly because he's Italian, uh, but also <laughs> my grandfather loved him mostly because he was Italian. So, you know, then you had the 98 season, which was probably this the best team the Jets have had. Um, you know, obviously there are a few up there, the Super Bowl teams, some teams in the 80s, like you mentioned. But, you know, in, in recent history, that 98 team was the best team we've seen with Curtis, Corbett, obviously Keyshawn. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I think, you know, I think back to even like, I loved Aaron Glenn, yes. like on the defensive side of the ball. Aaron yes. Glenn and like Marvin Jones, Mo Lewis, even mm-hmm. though, you know, every time you think of Mo Lewis, unfortunately, you think of <laughs> what happened because of Mo Lewis, and that sucks. Same, almost similar with, with when you mentioned Kenny O'Brien. You know, he was a good quarterback, and, and people just think of Marino, unfortunately. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So he gets kind of like undeservingly, he gets ripped because he wasn't Dan Marino, and similar with Mo Lewis because he brought 20 years of hell with Tom Brady. That's going to wrap up part one of our July 4th weekend mega mailbag with our friend, the co-founder over at U Stadium, Nick Spano. We'll have part two for you tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure that you follow everything Nick is doing over at U Stadium. Follow U Stadium on Twitter at U Stadium. They've got the takes function now too, which is awesome because you can win real world tangible money using that. So go ahead and download the app right now, turn on the notifications and start participating in the takes function if you haven't done any of those things. I would hope you have though, because you get the opportunity to get up to the second news and of course, win some money for your takes. Go to playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some great written content up there right now, including Nick Smith taking an up-to-date look at the 2020 Jets draft class and where they're at right now. It's a really good piece. We've got fantastic video up on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel too with the thunder from down under Luke Grant breaking down the entire rookie class on all 22. He's got one reviewing Elijah Moore. We just did a show on that earlier this week, his video that's there. So check it out if you haven't already. 
and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.